Hi, welcome back to another episode of Nourish the Soul with Nicole. This is my fourth episode of my 1 Corinthians 13 series, where I look at one of my favourite Bible verses, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8. In this particular episode, I'm going to be looking at love is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. Alright, so actually just recently, you know, when I was just reading the news about, for example, the recent... Uh, coronavirus situation has seen a lot of people, for example, on various uh, e-commerce platforms like Carousel, you know, they're hoarding up all of their uh, masks and, you know, selling at exorbitant prices and it really made me feel really, really, really disturbed and really, you know, sad to see that so much uh, selfishness, you know, and so much profiteering that is taking place in the world. And kind of like branching out to a more broader context, it made me think about, you know, the idea of this, this love that we are talking about in 1 Corinthians 13, of it not being self-seeking. Like, for a lot of us, right, in terms of our relationships, our friendships, you know, even kinship, you know, like, are we actually placing the needs of others above ourselves or are we actually just, you know, prioritizing our own needs? Because I think a lot of people, you know, whether it's in a relationship or friendship, sometimes, right, we tend to forget about the welfare of the people that we love and we tend to actually resort to a lot of selfishness. It's inevitable because sometimes we are very self-centered, Right, we always place our needs first and it's very hard for us to think about other people and it's like, you know, it's maybe maybe even as simple as, you know, would you want to wear a mask if you're feeling unwell and going out? If you were really concerned about the welfare of the people around you, then maybe you would. Right? And, you know, in a deeper sense also, thinking about it, you know, not being self seeking is actually to really place the needs of the people that we love at the forefront. And sometimes it's it's difficult. And it's very demanding, right? That's what St. John Paul was saying, that true love is really very demanding because we have to empty ourselves, we have to kind of die to ourselves to a certain extent, and we have to put the needs of the people that we love first. And sometimes it's not easy because we have our own desires, we have our own wants, and we have a certain thing that we want to do. But let's say, you know, like your family member asks you to help him or her with something and you're busy doing something else it's very easy for us to be like oh you know i'll just do it later you know but you know if we can actually just kind of stop for a while and kind of you know help our family member to do that thing maybe that's going to move us closer to the kind of love that jesus is talking about you know not always doing what is easy not, not always doing what we want to do but sometimes thinking about it from the perspective of the people that we love it's not easy because a lot of people think that, you know, relationships kind of just go on feelings. Like, oh, I feel very good. This person makes me feel good. But it's more than just feeling and more than just emotion. This real love that we are talking about here is actually a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice because we are kind of inclined and hardwired, right? Naturally, to want to think about like, okay, what's in front of me? Uh, you know, like my needs go first. It's always about me, me, me. We are living in this self-obsessed culture it's not not it's maybe partly to do with social media and instagram it's all about me what's going on with me and you know i want this affirmation it's it's this sort of society and culture that we're living in and you know even when people go into relationships if we have two selfish people right it's not going to be able to sustain because it's not built on a foundation 
of mutual trust, mutual love and concern for the other person, right? Because at the end of the day, very curiously, Bruno Mars song came to mind. I'll catch a grenade for you. Really, like that is not self-seeking because you place the other person's welfare, the other person's happiness and interest above your own so much so that yeah, you're willing to catch a grenade for that person. And it's this all talk about the selfless love. And the best representation of the selfless love is Jesus himself. He who died on the cross for us on Good Friday. He who died, you know, he died to save all of us from our sins. That is the true representation of selfless love. That is the like perfection of love realized. Right? And a lot of us are like, you know, searching for, you know, the one or, you know, that one person that's supposed to complete us when actually, you know, all along on the cross, our Savior died for us to redeem us, right? And this is like the per- act of perfect love that, you know, a lot of us may, may be kind of confused about or kind of, you know, led to believe in you know, all these lies that love is supposed to look like this, but, you know, we are always seeking for this, this elusive thing, you know. But actually, at the end of the day, the Lord died for us all and that's the, the sort of selfless love that, you know, maybe we, we are trying to aspire to as well. So I think maybe, you know, kind of re-examining a lot of the relationships that we have with people, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but, you know, just the relationships that we have with the people in our lives, are we really giving of ourselves? Are we really, like, you know, placing the needs of other people above our own? Right? Are we kind of, like, letting go of our... Incon- our sense of inconvenience, our sense of like, you know, oh, it's all my rights, you know, you know, it's my right to this, I have a right to this, but no, it's not about you. If you really love another person, that person is the more important thing here, right? Jesus loved us first before we even loved him. He loved us first before we loved him. And that is the kind of selfless love that sometimes all of us are trying to wrap our heads around. It's like a mystery. It's something that we may not fully understand. And if you think about it in a very human sense, it's like, wow, like what what's happening here? But honestly, really, when you think about it, the truest and most genuine form of love is to will the good of the other and to want that person to be happy. Even if it means that you have to sacrifice and you have to compromise certain things. And I realize that, you know, this idea of sacrifice and compromise, sometimes we do it very grudgingly. And it's like a lot of resentment. It's like, oh, I have to give up this, you know, in order to, you know, make this person happy. Alamak, you know. Even in game theory, for example, when they have this, they set up this game. When they say, oh, the guy wants to watch... uh uh, like a football match but the lady wants to watch a play and you know they can never come to a decision and there's always has to be a sense of compromise but I always want to try and extend this idea and say that actually it's not about compromise if you really want this person to be happy you will find a way such that everyone kind of wins in this situation and it's not born of resentment of like oh you know I have to go and watch the play because she wants to watch it but because I love her and that's why I want her to be happy and you know maybe we can one day watch a play, one day, you know, watch a football match. was because each of them loves the other person and wants that person to be happy. 
So it no, no longer is like some kind of like, oh, uh, you always have these negative emotions attached to these choices that you make. Instead, it's actually born of joy. Like it's a very joyous decision. And, you know, I think maybe that's something that we can take away as well in terms of, you know, loving the people around us. To kind of let go of like resentment, bitterness, you know, and this negative emotion. Replace it with joy. Like, it is joyous. It is an opportunity that the Lord is presenting to you to love this person more fully and more deeply and to realize this perfect love. And, you know, as I've gone deeper and deeper into 1 Corinthians 13, I've kind of really seen the beauty of this verse. Like, all the natures and all the dimensions of love are very complex, right? And just piecing them together to form this, like, really intricate mosaic is so beautiful. I hope that you've been enjoying this series. It's really been a very enriching experience for me to talk about this in a more personal sense. And I hope that you have enjoyed this particular week's episode. I'll be praying for everyone, right, as we venture towards 14 of Feb. Don't worry, Jesus is uh, our first love, Okay. And I hope that you have a very, very blessed week ahead. And do not forget that right? Jesus loves you for who you are. right? And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you and God bless.